What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mike Bondo. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the Boy, Red Titus. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. The ROH Podcast. Or is it ROH Cat at ROHWorld.com? Stay tuned, wankers. Or I'll give you the Tower of London. Wow, <laughs> what did you rustle as soon as the show starts? Anyway, hello everyone. Welcome to episode 52 of ROH Cast, Caged Hostility II 2. Because we recorded the show once for about five minutes, but. Stephen had this awful noise, so whatever it was, we had to start again. I was on a boat, sorry everyone. <laughs> and you start this one with rustling, so maybe there'll be a part three, who knows. Um, anyway, my name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com, and uh, today, well, it's just me and Stephen. He is the other co-owner, the editor of the website, a podcast bandit, the leader of the provider bandwagon, and a guardian of truth. <laughs> Hi everyone. Uh, podcast worst nightmare John unfortunately couldn't be here this week uh, normally he's he's only free on a Tuesday but um, we're recording on a Thursday this week instead so um, he'll be back next week but uh, he said he might call in who knows we have no idea tune in to find out if John's going to he's in the rafter somewhere we don't know where he is you know, he's up there he could come down with a bat swing it we don't know um, uh, Des has gone to university and may never come back <laughs> uh, this week is going to be the usual stuff we've got the latest tv show to talk about and um, we have a little bit of news we're going to preview caged hostility and uh, we'll end the show with questions and topics that you sent in for us to discuss so we'll talk about it again as we did in our first attempt but uh, this week's tv show began with the bravado brothers taking on scum steve carino and jimmy jacobs in a first round match of the Ring of Honor Tag Team Title Tournament. Um, and on their way to the ring, Carino and Jacobs revealed that if they lose any match in this tournament, they will be fired from Ring of Honor. So, being as you're a big fan of the bandwagon, I'll go to you, Stephen. What did you think of this week's opener? Oh, and before we get started, actually, I just want to ask a question. I know the answer, but I want to ask it anyway. Um, you, you weren't on last week's show, and the week before we... We interviewed Nigel, so we didn't talk about the TV. So that's been two weeks where we haven't needed to watch the Ring of Honor TV show for for a job. I don't know if you'd call this a job. Whatever this is, we haven't needed to watch it. So did you watch the Ring of Honor TV show at all in those two weeks? I've been very busy. <laughs> is, that, is that the only reason? Yes. Okay, well, what did you think? See what we put ourselves through for you fans. We we watch this show. Every... I, I was looking for, I was looking that you know, forward uh, to the bravado, uh, bravado match that much that I thought I'd save myself for it. Okay, okay, that makes that makes sense. Um, yeah. I think maybe as a punishment, I should force you to watch those two because I had to see them. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll watch next them. week's I'll Road get, Rage. So ah, that, as a punishment, you've got to watch Road Rage. That is oh. of boiling point. No, <laughs> that's so, a torture right there. Yeah, oh dear. So, uh, yeah, what did you think of this week's opener? Uh, I was quite surprised by it, actually. I thought it turned out to be a, a really good match. Um, I'm not really sure why this was the opener and the main event was the main event. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, but um, yeah, I was. I mean, 
on paper, I, I was sort of a bit about this match. I didn't think they'd match up very well, but I thought they, uh, I thought they, it ended up being quite a good match. I mean, they gave them quite a lot of time. Um, yeah, you know, Bavado's got a lot of uh, offense in. I mean, they never really looked like they would, you know, that they would win. Um, not really, in my opinion, anyway. But well, when they've just said if we lose, we're fired. That was like, well, they're winning this. Not going to go. Yeah. Sound are they? And lose the job. So. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of those sort of stipulations. I think they're just. I they know, make I think it a bit they, obvious. Yeah, and then if you are going to make them lose, and it, and you know, do them one of them stupid storylines where they, you know, they get fired yet they're still there, or they come back about two weeks later. I mean, mm. I'm not a big fan of those sort of things. But um, sometimes they, you know, Steen disappeared for a while, but then in like WWE, John Cena came back like the week after or something. So it depends on how it's executed, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I suppose how committed so. they are to sort of this, the storyline, or whether it is real, whether they are leaving, who knows? Yeah, but yeah, I'm, uh, you know, the match was 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 good. Uh, I think it, it it did help the providers, even though they lost. I mean, in my uh, latest article, rhworld.com, there's a nice link right there. Um, plug. Yeah, cheap plug. Uh, article on the bravados was basically discussing if they can sort of ever progress in Ring of Honor. Um, you know, I see that they if they are going to make them lose. Every match, like they seem to want to, um, mm. you know, they have to make them lose competitively, which will, you know, even, if, even though they are losing, it, it will help them. So, and I think this this match did help them. Uh, you know, they did look pretty good in there against uh, Karina and Jay because I do like the way that they're still putting over the fact that they spent so long in Japan and mm. and stuff, and they have improved. So, uh, and hopefully, we see the providers a bit more. But um, yeah, I thought it was quite a good opener, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. It was definitely the best match this week by far, which probably isn't saying much when we <laughs> discuss the show in a bit. But no, I no, I did actually really enjoy this match. It, as you said, on paper, you, you know, you don't think these two teams will match up well, but it, you know, it did turn out to be to be really good. Actually, I really did enjoy it. And uh, uh, the end of the match, uh, Carino won with the backdrop driver. And after the match, Stephen's favorite team, or sorry, second favorite team, the Guardians <laughs> of Truth hit the ring and began brawling with Jacobs and Carino because of the slight feud between the House of Truth and uh, Scum heading into the title match at Death Before Dishonor X10. Um, Kevin Steen then hit the ring to help, you know, Jacobs and Carino. Rhino then ran in and gave Steen a devastating gore. But uh, I'm pretty sure Steen, he's got a big cushion. He's a bit protected (laughs) from that gore, I think. I think it'd be all right. But yeah, it it looked great. It, it's good progression with that feud, you know, him giving him a go and standing over Steen. So that, to me, sounds like a fantastic end to one of the shows leading into the pay-per-view. Have Rhino standing over Steen after he gored him. But no, the show continued for about half an hour, which is very strange. This should have really been the end of the show. And we'll get to the real ending of the show in a little bit, which was absolutely dreadful. Um, so yeah, after that, you know, he gored him and then it sort of went to... Uh, a break, and then when we came back, we had. I don't know if you can call this a match. Can you call this a match? It never really started. Now, Matt Taven start. technically won by. Matt Taven defeated unbeatable Jay Lethal, technically, via DQ. Basically, Jay Lethal did a promo saying that Jim Cornette won't give him a title shot, which, from a storyline perspective, makes no sense because Jay Lethal has about 99 million victories <laughs> just this year alone. I mean, he's unbeatable, Jay Lethal. He never loses. Put him against Steen. He's, although, you know, those uh, title matches are his kryptonite. So that, maybe that's why he doesn't want to give him a title shot. 
Yeah. That's Jay Lethal's kryptonite. So yeah. anyway, Jay Lethal said that apparently he doesn't have the killer instinct. Like I'm guessing Mondo does when he punched that locker and got a total shot. Yeah. So maybe if Jay Lethal brings a locker into the ring, punches <laughs> it, you'll get total shot. That's that killer instinct. Um, and then this led Lethal to kick Matt Taven in the groin and then give the poor referee the lethal combination. You um, want the lethal injection? No, I'm not Kevin Kelly. I actually know the names <laughs> of the finishing moves. But, uh, yeah, look out for a funny botch next week, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he then, after he did this, he just sort of left, and the crowd were cheering. I'd, I mean, it, is this supposed to be a heel turn? I, I'm, I'm really not sure, to be honest. Um I, I, I just don't really get, as you say, the whole thing. I mean, this whole Cornet wanting guys to have a killer instinct and then giving a guy a total shot because he punched a locker. Uh, mm. You'd think like, he'd just want to give anyone a total shot because the whole point is that he wants Steen to not be yeah, champ. Surely, surely if you're that desperate to get a title off him, you'd, wanna, you'd look and see who has the best winning record. I mean, the surely, I mean... I'm, I'm um, pretty sure probably... Jay Lethal has one of the best win streaks or win record. Maybe not win streak actually, win but percentage. Percent, I'd say. Yeah, he's got to be like he's got to be ninety percent, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, he's got to be ninety percent since he came back. Mm, it's high anyway. I mean, the only person that's near that is probably Steen since he came back and and Mondo. No, because Mondo lost quite a bit to T.J. Perkins. And yeah, but he's won so many now that he's probably like seventy-five, eighty percent. But, yeah, nothing on unbeatable Jay Lethal. I mean, yeah, it's so... got a name. I know that's just a fake name we've gave him, but people <laughs> are using it on the forum. So, yeah, he should... it doesn't really make sense, does it, to be honest? No, and I think that, I think they're using this just to just to give Lethal a bit of personality, really. I mean, I know I've said Is it before, a heel but... turn in your eyes, or what, what is this? No, I don't think it's a heel turn. I, I, I think they're just trying to give Lethal a, a bit of edge, really. I mean, I think, you know, I've said many times that while I think Lethal's a good wrestler and you know he puts on good matches, he's he's just you know he's just a bit bland as a character. Yeah, there's no think, character. Maybe they listened to the show and they took that to heart. Yeah, there's, there's nothing fault. that really. It's your <laughs> fault. We kicked Matt Taven in the groin. Sorry, Matt Taven. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, referee. That was that yeah. was painful. Yeah, I think I think they're just trying to give him a bit of edge, something to you know draw you into watching. A bit, bit of interest behind him. Yeah, I mean the crowd seemed to like it. So I mean his gimmick of. Burying guys that need wins like Tommaso Ciampa, that's not really working. So they're going with something different here. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, I'm not that fussed about this. I mean, if you know, if, at least they're trying to give Lethal something. I that's mean, true. It'd be interesting to see what happens with it. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it'll lead to ha- him having a few more losses, but it'll be more, it'll be more interesting that way. I mean, at the moment, you know, you don't have to watch a Jay Lethal match because you know he's going to win. So mm. it makes the pickums easy anyway. <laughs> Um, so moving on, we then get to um, the main event. Just before the main event, we had a recap of how the tag team of Rhett Titus was formed last week between Rhett Titus and Charlie Huss. Um, I, be- I believe you actually went back and watched that segment specifically you, under you that. Excited to see how that tag team was formed. What, what yeah, you thought? said you said it was it was a brilliant segment, and it it was. I mean, it makes total sense, doesn't it? Now after watching that. Exactly. I think we've got a question about that, so we'll get to that uh, later on. So, uh, this week's main event. Now, this is the second time the Guardians of Truth main evented a, a TV show. 
Um, and this is the second time it's been a bad match. Um, they faced Rhett Titus and Charlie Haas in another first-round match of the tournament. And uh, Rhett Titus and Haas won, obviously, to keep that storyline going. Um, and after the match, um, Scum came out to brawl with the Guardians of Truth. Someone kept ringing the bell, and the show cut off and ended. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, should I just play the clip? Go for it, yeah. This is the end of this week's TV show. Bearing in mind, halfway through the show, they had Rhino Gorstein and stand above him, you know, like, oh, I'm going to take your title with Martini holding the Book of Truth. Perfect. But this is what really, this is how the show actually ended. With this is the, Bearing in mind, there's a very feeble brawl going on between uh, Carino, Jacobs, and the Guardians of Truth. Carino and Jacobs are wearing out the Guardians. And this is really developing into a feud here. The House of Truth and Scum. This is going to get out of control. No one has any remorse in these two groups. The Briscoes versus Blackout. And Cole meets Elgin for the TV title. That's next week. That probably sounded exciting based on what Kevin Kelly was saying. But bearing in mind... They weren't even moving. They were just. No, sort of it, it, it wasn't. The... It, they weren't even punching each other. It was literally they were just sort of grappling on the outside. Yeah, and that it just cut off and ended. And that's terrible. That is, you know, it's well, the, the, the one. The one thing I don't understand about the whole guy who's a true gimmick is that like when they first came in, they were really like hyping them up as this like tag team that don't care about anything and have been thrown out of everywhere. But they haven't actually done anything. They haven't won a match yet. They've not won a match. They've not. I mean, they they do like this little like you know, cheating things where they put like their legs on the ropes during a pin, but you know, they've not like attacked any like they're not like we- got weapons or anything. I mean there's nothing that sort of suggests you that, you know, these guys, you know, you can't control these guys. These guys are dangerous. They're just a couple of guys in, in masks. In really bad masks. they just look like a cheap team. They look like, you know, if me and you were to play WWE twelve and create Yeah, you know when you go and create a superstar. Yeah. Th- this is the sort of generic one they give you to start off with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you just put like on the templates, Master Man, they'd give you this, wouldn't they? <laughs> um, now, John isn't here, and he writes the TV report every week on ROHWorld.com. Here's, here's his quote The Guardians of Truth have more than. The, uh, sorry. The Guardians of Truth have more than worn out their welcome, and if they don't start to show any kind of usefulness, then they need to go. I think that's true. But yeah, I mean, oh, I, I know I we've did, been talking about the ending. What did you think of the actual match, the main event of this week's show? It was, it was pretty, you know, it was average, really. There was nothing that it was poor, to be honest. Well, yeah, I mean, especially if it had been the first match and first match had been main event, it wouldn't have been too bad. I mean, really, if anything, it was more just a storyline advancement sort of thing. But mm. you know, for it to be a main event, you really need the actual match to be good as well. And it, it's, it, it wasn't really, was it? It was just a bit. It was mediocre. I mean that. The whole match really was just Titus sort of um, surviving lots of, you know, attacks from the Guardians of Truth while Haas. A couple of, of botches as usual. I think that's sort of the Guardians of Truth signature, isn't it? Just sort of slightly fumble the majority of moves they do. Yeah, there's just. I mean, when they first came in, I was, you know, I gave them the benefit of the truth. Benefit of the truth. <laughs> benefit. Of the, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> benefit of the doubt and. You know, I thought this, this, the storyline at least could be a bit, you know, entertaining and interesting. But even that, I mean, as I said, the, the gimmicks don't really work. And in the ring, they're very, very average. So, what do, do um, you know what I would have preferred? 
just Go have on. the young books be the guardians of truth. Not masked. Just have them join the house of truth, and say they're pissed off with the ring of honor or whatever. And just or just have him with Martini. Just they'd be a much better tag team to use in this position. They're not doing I mean, anything with them, pick, are they? You could pick most teams and be me and you. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so yeah, the the match was pretty bad, and the way it ended made it was just such a poor and cheap ending to the show. I mean, what they should have done is have this match first because we could have overlooked it as a poor match because it's just the opener, and you know it had Scum brawling with the Guardians of Truth, which then could have set up the end, you know, the the brawl that we had earlier with Rhino goring Steen because. The biggest angle in Ring of Honor right now should be the World Title match at the pay-per-view, not the Tag Title Tournament. So the the show yeah, should have ended true. with that gore, with with Rhino standing over the champion. You know, get people invested in that storyline, get people thinking, oh maybe you know maybe Rhino will stop Steen. I know it's very unlikely, but you got to try and get some people to you know think that. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how next week's show ends, but. I mean, it's the go-home show next week, and I think that hopefully it ends with Rhino over Steen or something because this brawl was was bad. Yeah, it was. As I say, I think it would have it would have been a lot better if they'd have just swapped the first first match and and the main event around, and you know it would have been wouldn't have been a too you know too, wouldn't have been too bad. But the way that they they paced the show and the way that they put it together, it, it, it it's was one sort of the the worst shows that I can remember. Yeah, I mean, as I say, the, the first match was good, but the obviously the second match wasn't really a match, and the and the main event was poor. So it was, mm. yeah, it wasn't. It was one of the one of the poorer TV shows I can remember seeing. Next again. next week sounds more promising. You've got Cole and Elgin, and then Briscoe's yeah, versus Blackout. So hopefully next week we won't be so down on the show. But it does seem like Ring of Honor TV is sort of like a roller coaster at the moment. I mean, it's just sort of some weeks are good, and then they just sort of like take two steps back, and they just sort of. They're struggling to find, I don't know, something that works. They they make some silly mistakes each week. It's strange. Yeah, they they went through like a stage where they seem to be, you know, they seem to have got into a groove and they're putting on, you know, really good shows every week. But as you say, they seem, you know, there seems to be one good show followed by an average one, and mm. they they need to get yeah. back into some sort of groove, don't they? Um, I know we're going to talk about the death before it's on a card in a bit, but. I, <sighs> It's. It seems to me like Final Battle is the only pay-per-view that they really, really invested time in on the TV show because I, I, the Jay Lethal segment does nothing for Death Before Dishonor. I mean, they need to actually be building That's stuff true, yeah. for the pay-per-view. That's what this TV show should be about. And we're going to get to the card later on. And there's half of the Death Before Dishonor card, the matches have no build. They've not been mentioned on the TV show. Or they maybe have been mentioned. The Lethal Homicide one was mentioned. But... I mean, I think there's a couple of problems, really. I mean, I suppose some matches they just don't confirm until. I mean, there's really been about minute. three, well, about two or three matches announced in the, in the past few days for Death Before the Sun. Yeah, and obviously, just... when you're, you know, these TV shows that we're watching now were taped what, a month ago, three, three, mm-hmm. three weeks to a month ago. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, very few matches would would have been announced at that time, and the fact that the they're having you know too too many eye pay per views, you just can't. Yeah, yeah, and they used to do one every. Go on. They used to do one every, you know, three months or so. I mean, the build-up used to be a lot better. I mean, obviously, you know, it's harder with a one-hour show to get everything. Can you can't yeah. expect them to hype every single match and to have every single match, you know, have a feud behind it. But you expect at least, you know, 
two or you know at least three i'd say there, three there needs four. to be some hook or something that happens on the tv show that builds up to the pay-per-view makes you want to tune in and as you said they've got a one-hour show each week we'll take out the ads 50 minutes and if they're doing a pay-per-view every four weeks that's there's not enough time especially with the big roster they have and these big sort of eight nine match cards they're having i mean glory Barna 10 is oh, sorry 11 is four weeks after this i mean it are they even going to have time to build that? I think there's like two of those weeks of road rage. Yeah, I mean... I'm not kidding that. Actually, that's true. That's just going to my head. Two of the of the four weeks building up to Gloria Barna are road rage. So there's going to be two weeks of TV, of new TV in between the two pay-per-views. Yeah, it's, 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 that, you know, as I said, that the terrible. that having so many eye pay-per-views is, is going to water them down. And I think we discussed this when we discussed, um, you know, when they announced Barling Point and we... Uh, talked about the, the, you know, maybe they'll they'll start putting on, you know, some of the house shows are sort of like, you know, bi pay per views, and you know, I, I do miss the times when you know they used to do one every three months, and you know, mm-hmm. you could you used to really look forward to see, you know, watch them because, you know, they, they they would invest you know time and you know effort behind them, and even the matches that don't have, you know, don't have a feud or haven't had much TV time, you know. You'd, you'd like them to at least have some sort of story behind them, but especially for Death Before the Sun, I mean, it's just like they've, you know, they've, they've got a list of of names and just gone right. We'll have him versus him and him versus him, and there's just random generator. While there might be a decent match, there's nothing really to hook you into thinking, oh, I really want to see that match. It's just like, well, mm. it's just that's another match, really. That's isn't it? sort of the problem I have with PWG, is that I find it hard to get invested in it because it's just a random set of matches. I know they're very good, but yeah, yeah I mean, I think with I think, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, they cater to their fan base. Their fan base likes that sort of thing. And mm. I think, that's, you know, Ring of Honor, I suppose, was more like that, you know, during the, the sort of the Gabe era. Um, it was a sort of like supercars, wasn't it, more than anything? Yeah, yeah. But obviously, they're in, you know, they're in, on TV now. They need to start, you know, but people and, do and want when, to see. when your main event has Rhino in it, you can't call it a supercar anymore. <laughs> you card, so uh, you need something else. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's... You know, it's it's tough with you know fifty minutes of TV every week, but you know, it, it you can always pipe stiff you know stuff in afterwards. I mean, it doesn't have to be you know a segment. It can just be like a backstage sort of you know little interview or something. I mean, mm. I don't know. I think they they do need to start you know putting some time and effort into some of the matches on, especially on pay per views. That house shows, I suppose you can get away with just putting a you know two or three matches, you know random matches in there. Mm. Um. But I mean, I think for this Saturday's uh, case hostility event, I think there's only six announced matches, so there'll probably be a couple of couple of random ones thrown in there as well for that. Yeah. So. Mm. That's a house um, show, so that's that's what. Yeah, for house those shows, type I mean. of matches should be. That's what the four really. That's where they should be. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what. The... At, at least after Glory Byrne, there's there's quite a bit of a gap before well, we final that, final battle, but. Um, yeah. Based on how the TV tapings are set up, like when they're scheduled for, I'm guessing there's going to be anywhere from two to four weeks of road rage between Glory by Honor and Final Battle because there's going to be gaps at some point and they're going to have to fill that with road rage, probably from Death Before Dishonor. Yeah. Or, or as well as Glory by Honor. They seem to do this every pay-per-view, this road rage, so... I mean that's that's terrible. You can't build pay per view with road rage, and you, uh, they need to reduce the number yeah. of pay per views and maybe 
try and structure the TV taping so they don't have to do road rages. Yeah, I I I completely agree with you. I mean, I think they will be uh, they will be aiming to maybe you know create a couple of matches for Guy Barnett at you know at at Deadpool the Sunner, sort of have like you know well, have, have a. Sort of, Red two is win the tag belts and then face each other at Glory Bionic. <laughs> well, yeah, I think they'll have some, you know, some kind of like, I don't know, they'll have some sort of screwy finish or something, or you know, even at this Saturday's uh, Cage Facility event, they'll probably have some sort of, hmm. I don't know, so that they'll do something. I think to, as you say, with only two weeks to hype up an iPay per view, they're going to have to do something on this on the shows that they do have to, you know. I mean, obviously we've got um, David coming back as well, haven't we? So obviously, yeah. He'll have a match at um, Glory Barnum, which they'll have to. I suppose that hype that during his you know, segment at Death Before the Sun, he'll probably, I don't know, he'll probably call out O'Reilly or something. Mm. That'll set up a match. So yeah, they, yeah, they. I think they just need to start using their, their time more effectively. Really, I think they just. I don't know. I say I think that they got into a groove, but they just seem to have fallen off. Yeah, fallen away from that at the moment. So. Mm. Um, I don't know. It must be tough for him to, you know, get, you know, hype up shows when, let's say, when you've got 50 minutes and you've got so many high pay-per-views. I mean, well, that's their fault. I mean, they could just reduce the number of pay-per-views. They didn't have to make all those shows a pay-per-view. Really. Yeah, but I, th- I don't think it's a Cornet decision or a, you know, a delirious decision. I think that is an SPG decision to, you know, regain it's some money the they might have lost on. I suppose. Yeah, obviously now with you know high pay-per-view being in-house, it probably doesn't cost them a whole lot to host. You know, I pay per view, so they think, well, if we can get, a, you know, if we can get a few hundred buys for it, then if people are going to buy it, then why not? I mean, yeah, that's probably. I mean, their view is if you can put on two average pay per views, you know, their combined buy rates probably going to be more than a, a popular pay per view. If you put on an amazing car, yeah. is that even going to do more than two shoddy ones combined, like really close to each other? So, but it probably does work from a financial standpoint, but. As a fan, it sort of makes you... In the long run, I think it'll it'll hurt them more than anything, to be honest. Mm. It, yeah, it's definitely not a long-term strategy. It's a, it's a short-term, we need more money, let's put more pay-per-views on type thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Well, that was a very big match <laughs> that all started with the Guardians of Truth. So if you didn't enjoy that, you can tweet them and blame them for that rant. <laughs> but, uh, that wraps up this week's TV show. As you can tell, we weren't very uh, impressed. Um, next week's show does sound more promising. Um, I have seen a little bit of it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> if you know where to look, it's out there already. But um, No comment. No comment. Yeah, no comment. Anyway, we'll now move on to the news, which you can always find during the week at rohworld.com. Uh, Can't even say my own website. Hey, you might Monday or something. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> no one's going to get that. Uh, anyway... Uh, yeah, we'll get to that news. John is normally the newsman. He's not here, so uh, I'll do it instead.
A long intro. That was long. That was longer than the gap between pay-per-views, wasn't it? <laughs> um, so we'll start this week's news segment with a, a sort of a preview of, of this weekend's Caged Hostility House Show, which takes place in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, that's Saturday, September 8th, recording this on Thursday. And um, there are six matches already signed for the show. We're just going to run through the card and maybe share our prediction who's going to win, perhaps? Yeah, I can do, yeah. Um, well, I don't think we need to for this one. Um, no Fear Mike Mondo versus God's Gift QT Marshall. I can't, yeah, I can't see Mondo losing this, to be honest. No, I mean, um, you know, the guy goes to a time limit draw with Davy Richards. He's not going to be losing to this new signee yet who's had two matches, so uh, I'm pretty sure Mondo will win. Um, I'm not oh, well, I'm not going to be seeing this show anyway, so who cares if I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, we have unbeatable Jay Lethal taking on Adam Page. Any idea who that is? I've heard of him, but I've not seen any of him. I mean, I know he's quite a young... He's only like 21, isn't he? He's quite a young guy. And, mm. um, no, I don't know too much about him, but you know, let's give him a chance and see how he gets on. <laughs> Against unbeatable Jay Lethal, he won't stand yeah. a chance. Um, yeah, Jay Lethal. If you're doing pick bombs, six points on Lethal. With his killer instinct, he might, Adam Page might win by DQ. Oh, yeah, there you go. Maybe they've heard us saying now Jay Lethal wins all the time, so they're going to make him lose by DQ. <laughs> um, we have Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander taking on the Bravados. No, that, that, this should be a good match. I think yeah, I actually put that, in... That sounds really good. I wish that was on uh, Death Before Designer in the tournament semi-final. Yeah, I put in... The uh, the squad did that. Uh, I think that those two could, you know, have sort of, you know, maybe a feud and they could put on some really good matches. I think both of them really need more exposure in Ring of Honor, especially, you know, Coleman and Alexander, I think. I think every time What's they... Going with them? They get a big win. Like, they've won a proving ground match and they just disappear. Yeah, they have... Uh, I think... Uh, maybe it's because they've... You know, they're from sort of... Well, I don't know, it's North Carolina, like, Midwest. They're from South Carolina, aren't they, I think? It says Battle um, of North Carolina's own in this... Uh, oh, oh, OK, then. So, you know, even the, you know, the Bravados don't seem to be on that many shows, so maybe it's just locality, really. I mean, maybe... The TJP excuse and the Young Bucks. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, obviously, it's not as far as, you know, Los Angeles or whatever, but... <laughs> you got to remember, everyone... If you can't tell, we're English. We have no idea how Americans set <laughs> up. So, for all we know, they, this could be really close to everything else. We have. We no thought idea. Winston-Salem was like some crap place that no one knew about, but, you know, we were wrong. We were yeah. wrong. Yeah, we were wrong, just like everyone thought. What was it? <laughs> What's the quote that Elgin always says? People, God, people thought God created all men equal. They were wrong. Just like we, wrong. Winston, we thought Winston-Salem was nothing. But, um, yeah, so who do you think is going to pick up the win there? Because... That sounds like a really good match. I think um, Coleman and Alexander will, you know, yeah. going into their their match at um, Death Before the Sun, I think they'll they'll win. Um, I just wish that they'd sort of decide what they want to do with the Bravados. They're going to keep them here. They're going to try and get them, you know, to become. Are they move up the card? Are they just going to stay as jobbers forever? What's going on? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think they could really, you know, as I said, in, I'm just go and read the article. I mean, I've made. Some good points, I think, and and it was retweeted by one of the bravados. It was bandwagon approved. This article. it was Lance that bravado. He liked it so exactly. Um, grandma bravado read it and she she loved it so yeah. We'll have to get her on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I heard she's uh, she listens to every show so 
Ah, so you guess it downloaded on iTunes. So, <laughs> so uh, here we go. Up next, we have a proving ground match as the Ring of Honor TV champion Adam Cole faces former tag team partner Carl O'Reilly. Yeah, I mean, this should be a good one as well. Um, mm. I think it'll probably, I don't know, I think O'Reilly will win somehow. I don't. Screwy, you know, grab Yeah, maybe, maybe like or... a roll up or something or. Yeah, some sort of screw finish. I think these two couldn't, you know, can have, you know, like a bath match on on our pay per view because final battle, glory by honor, perhaps. Yeah, maybe final, maybe drag it out to final battle. Um, that yeah, that have it, you know, TV title match, a final battle, like maybe two out of three falls or something. Oh, um, it Yeah, I think yeah, they they seem to have good chemistry in the ring, and uh, as long as they don't go over, because that's one thing Ring of Honor tend to do is they have a good match and they just do it too many times, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, have I'm, this... I'm getting. I'm not getting sick of this yet, and I could probably do one more on pay per view and then wrap it up. So I think your idea, final battle, two out of three falls, would would be a good way to settle this. And if you think with this match here, Adam Cole wins, nothing happens going forward. That you know he's beat O'Reilly, doesn't get a title shot. You know he's beat O'Reilly before, it does nothing. But if O'Reilly wins, continues that feud, gives a, a future ch- uh, challenger. So. I think O'Reilly pretty much has to win this, really. Yeah, I think... Yeah, just I, I could state that, but Ring of Honor and Logic, you know, they're going different directions. Yeah, I mean, yeah, O'Reilly really needs the win, especially, you know, he, he went went away for a little while, and, you know, while Cole went, has been... And he went away, and... He went away, and he went to get his uh, wrist tape, and, and we, didn't see him for, we didn't see him for a couple of months, but he came back eventually. Um, yeah, I mean, as you say, he really needs the win. I mean, he needs some momentum out of somewhere. Um, you know, if he does lose, you know, where does it leave him? He's just sort of in no man's land. I mean, I can see him winning, and maybe they can sort of have some sort of segment at uh, Glory Byron, or some sort of promo or something, and then have the uh, the match at Final Battle. Um, or oh, Mondo could just win the TV title, and none of this will ever happen. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what will happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, next, we have wrestling's greatest toot toot taking on the House of Truth, Michael Elgin and Roderick Strong. Hmm. Um, on paper, that doesn't sound very good, does it? Yeah, it's like it's it's another one. Like who, you know? I'm guessing it's just heel against heel. I mean. Yeah, who, who who would win here? I mean, wrestling's greatest tag team. They don't need the win, but need, neither do the House of Truth, and they're having all these problems. So I'm guessing. That, we'll yeah, see. they'll just do another one. They're strong. If I just walk out and leave him to. Or Elgin walk out, or they'll start fighting, and then I can see you know them. They'll start pushing each other. Strong will push Elgin. He'll get rolled up, and then that'll be it. Yeah, that seems to have been the end to more or less every House of Truth match for the last. Yeah, they're months. dragging this out it's way too long. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's going to come to an end, you know, um, Gorbana at the latest, so... To be honest, this would have been better if they just did Roderick Strong versus Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, that's true, yeah. I don't I don't know why Shelton hasn't had more single matches, to be honest. Charlie Haas has had loads, hasn't he? He had, he had a whole paper, uh, house show named after him, Haasamania. Yeah, that's true. Three yeah. matches. Um, so then we get to the main event, which is a... Six-man steel cage war! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Wow, three exclamation! You know it's going to be good. There's three exclamation marks there. Should it be like? Should there be a dash three at the end or something? <laughs> uh, it's the Briscoes and Rhett Titus taking on the entire Scum faction: Kevin Steen, Jimmy Jacobs, and Steve Carino. Mm, this 
they should be pretty good as well. I mean, that sounds really good, and I'd rather that be the main event of Death. Of yeah, that, that's a that's a nice pay per view main event right there, really, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's a cage match. It's got great six great guys in it. You know, it's sure it's going to be a fantastic match, and I'm, I'm I'd much rather see that than the Rhino match, unfortunately. Hmm. I suppose that they they think that an eye pay per view should have the world title defended. I suppose. That yeah, that's true. That's true. I suppose you could all. I mean, it's, it's kind of a shame that um, Scum aren't the tag champions here, and you could have done all titles on the line. Yeah, yeah. That would have been idea. that would have been a fantastic pay per view main event. And for all we know, that could have been the the plan if maybe Kenny King didn't leave. It looked like Scum were going to start feuding with them, but I don't know. But that would have been you know to have the world title and the tag title on the line in this one would have been fantastic. But Either way, without the, the stipulation, it should still be good. Mm, yeah, it should be. Um, and that, yeah, that wraps up caged hostility, and we'll be sure to have uh, results of the show uh, early Sunday, Sunday morning. I think whenever me and Stephen wake up, there'll be a result. <laughs> unless you get In the afternoon. Yeah, then. yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, so we'll move on with the news. We have an update on Survival of the Fittest 2012, which takes place on September 22nd. At uh, Fan Appreciation Night in Baltimore. It's the last ever tapings in Baltimore for 2012. And it's not a mini iPay-Per-View. Like it was for a few seconds. But um, yeah. Yeah, here are the, the 12 guys that we that have been announced for the tournament. We have Adam Cole, Michael Elgin, Unbeatable Jay Lethal, the head of Camp Strong, Roderick Strong, Mike Bennett, Kyle O'Reilly, Rhino, Mike Mondo, Homicide, QT Marshall, the winner of Tadarius Thomas versus Silas Young at Death Before Dishonor X10, which will probably be Tadarius, and the twelfth and final spot is an infamous mystery man who will be announced at Death Before Dishonor X10. Any it's idea? Gonna be, it's it's going to be uh, Davy. Davy, yeah, it'll be Davy, won't it? Hmm. Oh, it'll be one of the guardians. Can you see Davy winning the tournament and then dethroning oh. Steen at Final Battle? No, no, no. Who else are they going to face him at Final Battle? They, they weren't going to book Rick Flair. <laughs> no, seriously, that could happen. That could be the way to get out of this stipulation that he's going to win this tournament and earn a title shot and he'll dethrone Steen at Final Battle. No, I can't see that happening. No. Yeah, but if I would have, if I would have said to you last year, Ryan is going to main event a pay per view, that <laughs> same thing. Yeah, I suppose. But you know, Ring of Honor don't seem. God, this wouldn't good. happen. You are wrong. <laughs> they don't seem too keen on giving guys two title reigns, especially this close. I mean, this is the new Ring of Honor. This is. And we know how you know people weren't very happy with Davy's reign, were they really? Well, towards the end, I honestly started enjoying it, and then they just cut it off as soon as it's. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, well, I suppose it, it's not, you know, it's, it's not it, a stupid idea, but it's just... the only. If they don't want to book Generico, there's not many other guys that would suit a final battle match against Dean. I wouldn't like it, but if they do put Davey in the tournament, I could see it happening. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That, oh dear. That's yeah. Um, well, we have two matches so far announced. I think there's. Is it six qualifiers and then a six-man match with the winner then? Yeah. With yeah. the tournament. Okay, so uh, we have two of the matches here. And according to the Ring of Honor website, these are randomly generated and booked without any rhyme or reason. 
and I think that's actually the Ring of Honor booking philosophy for everyone. <laughs> uh, we that's looking at that for something that's exactly how they came up with that card. Uh, we have Carl O'Reilly taking on Mike Mondo. Now, sh- who's going to win that? That's sort of O'Reilly needs to win, but Mondo's the golden boy. He's what's going to happen there? I don't know. Yeah, I think O'Reilly needs to win, but then yeah, Mondo. You know, it's unstoppable Mike Mondo. Got that so, killer you know. instinct. He's punching those lockers. We also is have... Is that a euphemism? <laughs> we, we have Homicide taking on Roderick Strong in a rematch from the fantastic ninth anniversary total. Burrito Street Fight. <laughs> Burrito Street Fight, yeah. So, you know, Homicide had a great match with Eddie Edwards earlier this year. So hopefully, you know, this new reinvigorated Homicide will put on a great match with Strong. We'll have to... Find out at Fan Appreciation Night. Mm, uh, yeah, I mean, it can't be much worse than their title match in Chicago. Kind of, oh, that, that was bad. Was so bad. Halfway through the show, wasn't it? They knew yeah. it was bad when they book it there. Um, we have some new matches announced for Death Before Dishonor X10. Um, I'm not 100% sure which matches we've actually discussed before on the podcast. So I'm just going to announce them all. Yay. Uh, yeah. So there, there are nine matches set for Death Before Dishonor X10, which takes place next weekend, September 15th, 2012, at 8.30pm Eastern. Not the usual 7.30 Eastern, 8.30, because it's in Chicago, which is Central Time, which means, for the fellow British fans, it starts at 1.30am. It starts. Now, don't be surprised if there are no live tweets, because I fall asleep. (laughs) Um, we have now. I'm struggling here because I'm on the uh, com slash death before dishonor microsite, and the pictures don't have names. So do, you, do you want me to do it? No, no, it's okay. It's okay. I've, I've I figured it out. Uh, we have Tadarius Thomas taking on Silas Young in a survival of the fittest qualifier. Uh, right. Tadarius Thomas has appeared at a few shows. I think he wrestled O'Reilly. Somewhere. QT Marshall as well, didn't he? QT um, Marshall on the TV show last week, which he, he was very impressive in that one. So, hope I'm I'm not too sure who this Silas Young is. He, in the picture I've got, he doesn't look in very good shape, but that could just be a bad outdate. He pic- looks like a cheap I, version of Chris Hero. He does actually in that photo, yeah. So <laughs> I have no idea if this guy's very impressive. He could be really good. We'll find he out. He was maybe. he was he was pretty average when back in the day when he was in in Ring of Honor, but apparently. He faced Algin recently. Was it that? Is it the Brew City beatdown? Was, oh, was yeah. it that one? Yeah. Apparently, he looked pretty good. So, hopefully, uh, you know, he might put on a de- you know decent match. And we'll find out when he faces yeah. today. We have Kyle Riley taking on ACH, making his ROH debut. I have no idea who this guy is. I know uh, nothing about him at all. <laughs> uh, we should. Well, there's no Americans here. You know, we don't get to see these indie shows that aren't on like pay per view or TV or whatever. So, um. I've heard he's very good. He's a good high flyer, apparently. I'll just take the people on the forum's word for that. So he sounds yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to this match. But it's I think hard. If anything, to... Ring of Honor need more like high flyers. I mean, that, mm. there isn't really anybody there at the moment who can do that sort of style. And mm. considering that he used to be quite a, a major star as well in Ring of Honor, they don't seem to really do, use it much anymore. Yeah. So. 
I mean, I hope they. I don't know if he's been signed, but you know they're sort of hyping this as his debut, as if he's going to be making more appearances. So hopefully they don't just do a TJ Perkins with him and sign him, and then he just disappears. But yeah, you know it, it's hard for me to get too excited because I've not seen any of his stuff. But he's in a match with O'Reilly. Apparently he's going. He's great. So yeah, kind of looking forward to that one. Um, we have the House of Truth, Michael Elgin and Roderick Strong taking on Irish Airborne. Is that correct? Yeah. Stephen, do you know anything about this team? Um, not really, to be honest. They, again, I think they're in Ring of Honor sort of early-ish days. I mean, I've not, I can't actually recall ever seeing a match that they've been in, to be honest. So, um, uh, again, I've, they're, they're a sort of a common name when you know people say like, oh, they actually bring in new, you know, more guys. They're sort of an, an often name that that crop up. Um, so, you know, I suppose it's no harm giving them a shot and see. It'll be interesting to see how these guys, you know, all these guys we've, we've been listing, how they perform, these new guys, and whether they deserve to stick around. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see. We well, you have, think you've got, like, tag teams like CNC and the Bravados who... Arnie, oh, Bravados are on the Yeah. Yeah, but I know mean, you can hardly even get a match. Is there any point in bringing in a new t- tag team if you've got teams it's, like that? If who... they, yeah, if they struggle to fit in who they've currently got, what's the point in adding to it? Yeah. That's a good yeah. point, actually. And um, we have Jay Lethal... Uh, sorry, unbeatable Jelly Thor, Mr. Killer Instinct. Isn't that a game? I swear Killer Instinct was a game. Anyway, taking on Homicide. <laughs> Any gamers out there? Is Killer Instinct? Yeah, it is, definitely. Anyway, Jelly Thor versus Homicide out of nowhere. Now, this should be good. Uh, um, that sounds like a good match. No? No? I thought, oh, I thought you were joking. Oh, no, I mean, Homicide had a great match with Edwards. So... Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be. I, I mean, I. I do, I do like Homicide. I mean, as you say, his match against Edward was pretty good. Mm. So hopefully he can continue that and not just go back to the old Homicide of just, you know, just just looking a bit a bit crap, basically. Um, so, yeah, I mean, oh. hopefully, you know, hopefully Homicide will be able to sort of get some more character out of Lethal as well. Mm. Obviously with this, like, new will, killer instinct. Yeah, will, will we see this killer instinct? Well, I mean, Homicide's got plenty of Killer Instinct as well, so... That's true, yeah. Maybe this can be a Killer Instinct match. Oh, yeah. New gimmick match, where you have to, you know, you get a point for every uh, low blow and the most points. (laughs) Uh, Then we have the first semi-final match. Charlie Huss and Reptitus take on... In the first round match. uh, They're a great tag team, I've heard. Yeah, tune in next week to see who was behind that very loud alarm. Uh, with I don't want to spoil it, spoil it for people, so I'm sure most of you already know. But uh, so they, whoever wins that match, probably Rettutus because to continue that storyline, uh, will then face the winner of Scum versus um, CNC for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles, and then we have TV title match: Adam Cole versus Mike Mondo. After Mike Mondo won the six-man mayhem match, I think, a couple of weeks, uh, last week on TV. Yeah. Uh, so that's had a very little build. Mondo won a match. Um, then Adam Cole cut a promo on him. That's all the build for that. And yeah. then we have the Rhino Steen main event. But we'll do a proper preview and run through of all of that next week when we preview the pay-per-view properly, even though we did it for quite a lot of the matches already. Um, but John will be here then anyway. So um, I'm not sure if there's going to be a live pre-show. For Death Before Dishonored, do we know that, Stephen? I don't think it's confirmed, but you know, keep 
You know, we're just going to take the Ring of Honor tactic where we announce things maybe three minutes before it starts. I think would be <laughs> enough warning based on how Ring of Honor like to do things these days. And it's going to be five uh, four ninety nine, a special deal for. Now. Oh, is it? Oh, is it? Yeah, okay, that's, that sounds good. First, um, I hope the stream works. Who knows? I mean, we've 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 tested it, but <laughs> let's just hope no one trips over that damn internet connection oh, wire. That's true. That's true. Um, we also have another bit of news. Tommaso Ciampa will unfortunately be missing time due to injury. He was actually supposed to be in the Survival of the Fittest tournament, but won't be due to injury. He sustained in his two out of three falls match against Jay Lethal at Boiling Point. So I'm not sure when he'll be back. I mean, he posted something like on Twitter that 2011 is the year of redemption or something like that. So 2013 rather than 2011. Um, <laughs> so maybe I mean, who who knows how long he's going to be out for it says perhaps it could be a severe ACL tear so hopefully it's not going too long I mean, okay. this is what happens when you wrestle Jay Lethal and he ruins your, your streak in your career, you just get injured <laughs> um, so yeah hopefully I wish him a speedy recovery and I, I look forward to him coming back because yeah he was just getting, I thought he was just getting going as well he was, mm. you know even though he did lose to, to Lethal I think in a, you know, weird kind of way that the injury sort of yeah. sort of helped him a little bit. It's just a shame that it's you know turned out to be so quite a serious one. I even thought he could maybe win Survival of the Fittest after that. Yeah, I was going to say that he, he would have been in contention, I think. But hopefully, you know, be back next whenever, and uh, yeah, I look, I look forward to his return. Um, the final bit of news is there have been a couple of columns go up on rohworld.com recently. We have uh, a new column by Stephen about the bravados, which. Uh, Talked about that enough already, I think. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, Dave did an article talking about possible opponents for Steen at Final Battle because, uh, you know, there's three pay-per-views left this year. For two of them, we've got Rhino and then we've got Elgin challenging for Steen. But uh, presumably Steen will head into Final Battle as champion and normally by this point, you can sort of tell what's going to happen, you know, what's going to main event Final Battle because it has so much build behind it, it's only so much story invested in it, but at this point there's, there's not really much going, so head o- head over to rhworld.com and listen to uh, what Dave has to say in his theories at possible opponents um, so now we'll get to the questions and topics that you've sent in, there's so many ways you can do this, you can tweet us at roh underscore world you can go on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash rohworld. You can go on our forum, rohworld.com slash forum. Or for, uh, I think, maybe three more weeks until the number expires, so make the most of it, you can leave a voicemail. 1-619-822-2211. That's 1-619-822-2211. And if you leave that, uh, call that number, leave a voicemail, we will play it on the show. So now we'll get to those questions that you sent in. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Um, I believe we have a voicemail this week. Do you want to play that first? or? Why not? Yeah, yeah voicemail not? from uh, Justin. Hi guys, Justin calling again. Uh, Want to get your guys' opinion on uh, Spanky, Brian Kendrick maybe coming in to ROH, not necessarily for a full run, because I'm sure it wouldn't happen after the business they've done in the past. But 
So it may, may be coming in, you know, as they're bringing in outside guys for a one-shot against Spain. I think it'd be something fresh. You could have him feud with a bunch of people. It'd be some fresh new matches, something to do different. Thanks again. Keep up the good work. Loving the podcast here lately. Well, thank you for uh, calling in, Justin, and we're glad you're enjoying the show. So I'll go to you, Stephen. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be against him coming in. I'm not sure about him facing Steen. I'm not sure. As I'm not sure that would that sort of dynamic would really necessarily work. But uh, yeah, I think you know, him definitely coming in. I mean, I've I've always been you know been a fan of his. I think he. I think he's good in the ring. He obviously, you know, he's been in Ring of Honor before. Um, you know, he knows all about Ring of Honor. So, you know, there's, there's definitely, you know, some of the guys in the roster you could have good matches with. So, um, but I suppose there's a lot of guys like that you could bring in and have good matches. But, um, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be against uh, Kendrick coming in for a few matches, no. Yeah, no problem at all. I, I agree. Right, um, some of the questions we've got on Twitter first. Um Andy Tweet Stuff wants to know, is Jim, Jim Cornette the grandfather of the Bravados? If so, that explains their cute haircuts. Could He could be Grandad Bravado, but if he was, you'd think they'd be booked a lot better. They'd probably be champions. Yeah, they'd, they'd be winning a few matches. Yeah. The fact they're losing, or perhaps he got divorced from Grandad Bravado and now hates them. He hates the Bravado <laughs> family, so that's why he's booked them so poorly. You know, there's a, there's a storyline right there. There's a scoop. I don't want to give any sort of personal information away, but Jim Cornette's real name is actually Jim Mondo. Oh, that's oh, that is very interesting. That is, yeah. I don't know if that gives any. No, no I, I don't know. Anyway, um, that means anything. Yeah, ninety-two Cannonball wants to know exactly what is Steen doing to hold the company hostage, apart from making fun of Cornette at times. It's a hostage know. crisis. It's clearly a state of emergency. But this whole this whole hostage crisis thing that they went with, there was. That was nothing, really, was there? As you know, as Liam made, uh, points out on you know on Twitter, there's a, he's not really done anything, has he? No. Yeah, all that talk. If you know, he, he used to show up after matches and sort of hijack the show and cut promos and say stuff that he probably shouldn't and made it feel real. And you're sort of really excited for him to win the belt. And ever since he's won it, as you know, was it Liam? You said on Twitter. Yeah. As he points out, all he really does is sort of make fun of Cornette and he hasn't really took anything hostage. He's he's not sort of like interrupting matches or doing any damage to the company. So, I mean, what is he, you know, yeah, what is the hostage crisis? What he is sound like he was going to like reshape the company in his vision, but he's not actually done anything. He was going to destroy it. I mean, it's not like he's not taking any guys out or... You can even have like I don't know, have a couple of jobbers have a match on TV, and you could just come out and destroy them both or something. Yeah, just something simple like that. Once actually. Yeah, he did it. Didn't he do it to Mondo and and was it Mondo and Taven? I think it was. Yeah. Like early when Mondo wasn't. Uh, they don't mention that now that now that Mondo's where he is. So. No, Mondo's yeah, not the killer instinct. Point, just have like a match scheduled between two up and comers on the TV show, and have Steen come out and just sort of destroy them sit in the ring on a chair and just talk for a bit and have security come out and like, this this out of control, we can't stop him. And then Cornette can be doing a promo afterwards, like, oh, we need someone to come and stop him and take the belt off him or whatever. So, yeah, I, I agree. Something needs to actually make make this whole hostage crisis yeah. make more sense. Uh, we have a question now from a Ring of Honor wrestler. Uh, 
Well, I think we had one of, from the Gardens of Truth a few weeks back. This we one's had from or Bob's any questions, you know? Oh yeah, these yeah. guys. Yeah. This one's from QT Marshall, who says, "I have a question. How long before QT Marshall wins the RH title, and and or is it is QT after only a couple of matches already the greatest wrestler in RH history?" Well, if he ever wins the world title, we'll shut the website down. <laughs> no, I really. I'm sure, he, obviously he's joking, but I mean, yeah, he's never going to actually win the... Uh, the I don't know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe one day, yeah, maybe I'll be completely wrong and he'll become a big star, but, you know, it's hard to tell after these two matches, and what do you think? Is he now the greatest of all time, as he says? I don't know, I, don't know. I think there's, there's a lot of guys that you could throw in for the greatest of all time in Ring of Honor history. I'm not sure if he's, he's quite at that level just yet, but I don't know, I thought... I see promise in him. I think he'll he'll be alright once he's, you know, after a few more matches. I mean, he's still relatively uh, new in Ring of Honor, so we'll, we'll see how he gets on. Um, rest of the tweets are mainly him having an argument with Mr. Don't James. Don't forget who he's, who's arguing with. Um, <laughs> on Facebook, we have a couple. Um, Macklin wants to know. What do you guys think of RH just throwing out random matches without any build-up like Lethal and Homicide and bringing in guys like Irish, oh, sorry, Irish Airborne and perfectly good wrestlers who are under contract to sit on the sidelines? That is a very good point. I think this is a question we've been asking ourselves for quite uh, a good few months, to be honest. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, it is annoying when they just throw together these random matches between guys that are... I mean, I don't, it's not so bad when there's guys that are on the roster and they throw them in a match... I mean, at least they're using the but as as he says i mean they're bringing in these new guys to have matches on the pay-per-view but tj perkins the young books the bravados they're not on the card they're they're ring of honor wrestlers they're not on the pay-per-view at all so it, it is a bit strange to be honest what do you think i think yeah i think we discussed this the other day i mean i think i think the problem is that they're bringing in too many newcomers on on one show instead of just filtering them in so filtering them, in, yeah, filtering them in sort of gradually. They've they're yeah, going to get lost in the shuffle. Not who. Yeah, there's, there's, there's going to be too many. Yeah. yeah, there's going to be too many. I mean, you look at Death Force on a card. I mean, there's about obviously you've got Irish Airborne, you've got ACH, you've got um, Silas Young and Stereos Thomas. I mean, two of them are in you know in a match, and neither of them are actually ring one of wrestlers. I mean, I don't know. I think you know maybe have one or two on 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 a card, but don't just throw them all. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, if you had, you know, just one, maybe had one of those matches, you'd, you'd get people talking, like, oh, did you see the new guy? What did you think? But with, with, with you know, so many on one card, will some get forgotten? Will some, you know, the fans not be talking about that match because it's been overshadowed by the other newcomers on the show? Yeah. Well, but, I mean, uh, yeah. nothing against Ring of Honor bringing in new guys. It does provide press, uh, fresh matches, but I don't know if iPay-Per-View is the best place because... Yeah, my view should be, in theory, the matches that have had big build behind them and are important, and the ones that you know you want to pay to see. That's kind of you know pay per view, um, and when they just throw random matches together, you're not going to pay. You're not interested. So perhaps these would be better suited to TV to debut them on the TV show. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I think I think we want to sort of. I don't know. They don't. They don't really seem to get the whole pay-per-view model like you said you you know they, they give away most matches on on tv and they're road rage yeah they expect you to pay yeah they want you to pay for them and yeah there's yeah I, I, as you say i think it's a good idea bringing new guys in but 
you know, don't bring them all in for this, you know, for one show. And as McLean said, you know, you've got guys in the roster who are more than capable, who have, you know, got history in Ring of Honor, who already have a fan base in Ring of Honor, and they're they're not even getting matches. So, mm. I think a lot of people look at, you know, look at Ring of Honor and say, like, oh, the roster's too thin. But in my opinion, it's not. It's just that they don't use the guys they've got to the, you know, the fuller. Abilities mm. they don't use, and, and the guys they even do use aren't being properly sort of elevated or booked to a level where they they become sort of main event, and you you know you want to see them. Like we were saying before, like it, there's not many of that potential challenges for Steen. That's why they keep going to these outside guys like Rhino, Homicide, Kingston. Yeah, um, I mean like Tommaso Champ. I know he's injured now, but prior to that, he he you know he's still wrestling jobbers on TV. He was doing that a year ago. He's not moved. Yeah, that's true. Like as you were saying in your article, the Bravados haven't moved. Like they need to be booking the guys and progressing them up the card, so that the roster does feel bigger, like better. I mean, there is talent on there, but they just don't get used correctly. Yeah, it's it's like anything, especially in like sports. I mean, obviously, when the longer you know guys are involved, they you know they get more experience and they they move up and become more important. So you know that that should be that should happen as well in in ring of honor but it just doesn't doesn't seem to be to be honest but mm. um next one is from ken he says at the current current roster who you see jumping to tna or wwe within the next few years um i, I mean, don't know about jumping the... but i think adam cole will definitely end adam up in... cole will end up in wwe i think yeah i think it, especially within the next few years for I sure i mean yeah give it two years tops he'll be gone he, he's just got all of it hasn't. He's got the look. He's got the in-ring talent. And he's good on the mic as a heel or face because he's done. Yeah, both. he's just he's just the complete package, really, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. It, they'll be very silly if they don't snap him up. And uh, maybe even TNA. I'm not sure, but I could even see WWE be interested in him. To be yeah, honest, yeah. But the only thing that will hold him back in WWE is his size, really. But but Daniel Bryan, CM Punk. Yeah, they're that's doing, true. They're doing yeah. really well for themselves now, so it doesn't you know it doesn't have to be too important, but. Maybe even it would be better in TNA. I don't know, but I think he's mm. definitely one of the sort of the standout guys that because he is one of the rare few that has sort of the complete package. And uh, yeah, I could see Adam Cole definitely being one. Um, Another one, Michael Elgin. Yeah, because he has that, the size yeah, and the in-ring talent. Yeah, he's a WWE guy. He is, yeah, he'd be perfect for WWE. I think his mic think. work isn't that great, but as Ring of Honor have done. Sticking with the yeah, manager. Yeah, easily give him the manager, yeah. Mm. He has that size and that talent, and I think he'll be a great success in you know in WWE, definitely. Anyone else? Um, I mean, I'm sure there'll be some, you know, someone like Champa, maybe obviously he's been in developmental before. Mm. Um, but I, I think I think Cole and Elgin will be the first two on, you know, on WWE sort of uh, radar, them yeah. two definitely. I think there's a yeah. rumor about Roderick Strong and TNA somewhere on the forum. I yeah, I think if it's that's true or not. Um, yeah, because obviously, I think Aries has been trying to sort of get a couple of. I think it didn't. He, there was rumors that he was going to try and get Titus in as well, but um, exactly sticking around. But um, yeah, I, I th- yeah, I, th- I think Strong again is, I, I, especially you know definitely TNA, but I think he could do. He could, I think he could do a job in WWE. I don't so, know, it's because he's with because he, you know, Elgin has the power to make up for his lack of sort of promo skills. Roderick Strong's promos, yeah. I think when I don't know, I think when when you give him a character, I think he like at the at the start of the TV show, he, That's true. he, he was quite definitely improved a lot on, on the mic. And when he's got a bit of character and you know to 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 use, 
he was he he looked a lot better on the mic. But recently, he's I don't know. I, I think people have said like you know maybe a change of sort of scene will be best for him because he's been in Ring of Honor for so long now and he's wrestled everybody so many yeah. times. That, yeah, yeah. Well, there'd be so oh, if he went to TNA. Maybe a break. Great matches. Maybe a break for him would be uh, would be the best thing, really. I mean, it's kind of bad that I actually won it. Yeah, as you say, he has wrestled everyone, so maybe him going to TNA would be best for him because, as you say, there'd be some fantastic matches there. Um, anyone else? I'm looking at the roster page I now. I mean, the Briscoes. I don't think they ever will, but I mean, no, they they they'd have to be sort of sent. This is a PG show. They yeah, couldn't I mean, the, the Briscoes should be. I mean, the Briscoes are so good, They're so entertaining. Mm. They should easily be in. You know, they should know, be making more money than they are. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, Mike Bennett, I mean, he's basically being a WWE wrestler in Ring of Honor. <laughs> That's his, sort of his gimmick, isn't it? But yeah, but I just don't. I don't, I don't really. I don't see think he or he will. Particularly special about about Bennett. If someone like Mundo couldn't make it, then I'm not sure someone like Bennett could. Mm, um, that's very true. I mean, Davey's already said that he's not interested, and even turned down a WWE deal. So that. It's very unlikely. And he's retiring next year, so don't expect Davey to uh, be showing up anywhere else. Yeah. Um, Eddie Edwards? Hmm. Maybe TNA. I don't know about WWE for Edwards. Yeah, he's not... Again, he's not the best sort of on the mic, is he? And they... Hmm. I think I an, out, really, an outside yeah. choice might be someone like, you know, maybe Benjamin and Haas once their contracts come up. Maybe... You know TNA, or maybe even back to WWE. I don't know. Especially Benjamin, maybe not Haas. Yeah. Um, but I know he he goes to Japan a lot, doesn't he, Benjamin? So maybe he, he prefers to do what he does at the moment. But mm. yeah, so I'm looking on the roster. There's a there's a few guys, but you, you you know you don't know what the contracts status is of any of them. Yeah, I think Cole and Elgin will definitely be the first two on on the radar because they are. I mean, they're two definitely that have it have it all really that. Yeah, so Ring of Honor need to capitalise on them while they've got them. Yeah. Before they end up jumping ship or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine if they went like just like the Kenny King type thing, just suddenly disappeared? Ring of Honor basically screwed. <laughs> <laughs> the two guys have actually sort of built up would just be gone. That would be so yeah. bad. Right, we've got quite a few on the forum. We've got one from last week that we didn't get round to from Jackalope3. He says... Uh, gentlemen, my apologies if this has already been discussed. Can someone explain how the Charlie Haas Rhett Titus angle is supposed to make any sense? My understanding is that if they're in the tournament, Haas and Titus will fight it out with the winner getting to keep the belts and pick a new partner. If a defending champion is allowed to pick a new partner yet keep the title, why wasn't Rhett given that option when Kenny King left? Um, well, you watched the segment today. I'll let you try and... I, 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 no, he's got, Jack Alert makes a very valid point. I it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. It, yeah, if is you know as he says, like if Titus wasn't allowed to pick, just pick a new partner and even pick a new partner and sort of you know a valid partner and enter the tournament. I mean, I just, I just don't. I, I don't get this whole Titus. And yeah, the because thing. say you know, say if Red Tutors win the tournament and then Red Titus defeats Charlie Haas and wins the belts, then he's back at exactly the same position he was where when Kenny King left, where he's got both tag belts and no partner. So exactly. we're just back to square one, and it make, makes all this tournament a complete waste of time. I think the Unless... fact was that they just they they knew it would take up a couple of matches at the next pay per view, and they knew it would take Unless up a, few, a bit of they... TV time. Unless you know Ring of Honor just wanted to give the belts back to Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team, but because Shelton was in Japan, they had to do this. 
just just so they can get the belts back. Oh, I don't know. I really no, I, I I can't really make any sense of it. I don't think it really makes any sense to be honest. It's just a bit. I don't think anyone's sort of buying into it. It's just I don't know. I, I didn't really I didn't really understand why you know that the whole sort of promo where they actually formed the team. It was just. It seemed really phony and really forced, and and the match itself, you know, their match against the Hogan of Truth wasn't particularly impressive. It, either, it's, so. it's the two worst ele- elements of two tag teams merged into a team. So <laughs> that's yeah, basically. Um, next one, oh, it's from Marker. Um, Here we go, the weekly troll joke questions from Marker. Although last week it wasn't even a question; it was just a statement. <laughs> Um, QT Marshall is the best RH newcomer because he doesn't do flips. Discuss. Well, he's a newcomer and doesn't do flips. So, does that make him the best? I don't know. I think it does. Some people on the forum would argue so. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, exactly. He doesn't do flips. He's old school wrestler. I mean, a lot of wrestlers yeah. don't do flips in Ring of Honor. Yeah, maybe they need more guys who do flips. Mm. Or don't do flips. I, I don't know. What is this question even about? I've no, no idea. Um, it's set up like an exam question. Discuss at the end. <laughs> um, oh, God. As we all know, RH does exceptional work helping local communities with their fundraising and especially offering small jobs to the mentally handicapped. However, is it really necessary to let ding, a ding, 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 <laughs> To let a retarded person just hammer away non-stop at the ring bell for the entirety of a post-match brawl for their amusement? I understand this person may not be fully aware of what they're doing. <laughs> oh my Jesus God. Christ, it's annoying how long it goes on for an RH of a lot of these brawls. <laughs> I'm surprised you read that out. That's so... There were two... Same retarded person ringing the bell. Oh, dear. There were two brawls on this week's TV show, and... Yeah, the... The ding, 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 ding. As if that's going to make the wrestlers stop. And all it does is... It's just silly. It just... It just sounds like... They're a bunch of kids being naughty, like ringing a bell. Stop it, you! Stop it, kids! Stop being naughty or something like. It's just silly, and it's annoying because you've got yeah. the commentators trying to speak, and all you can hear is a stupid bell. As I played earlier in the podcast, it'd be like me playing the the, the spoiler alarm <laughs> the, uh, and trying to speak during it or something. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Robert Reed says, "I know there's already been an article and a lot of discussion on the forums on it, but I'd like to hear you got who you guys think will challenge Steen at final battle. For me, it could be a lot of people, but the four I'd say were favourites would be Reptitus, Jay Lethal, Al Generico, and Michael Elgin. Or will Steen even still have the belt by then? I think he will. I'm pretty sure he will. Yeah. He um, I think the. I don't think. I think you can rule off Elgin because I think." They're building to uh, Strong versus Elgin at final battle. I mean, that's the only place it can excuse yeah. me, happen, happen at this point. Um, Jay Lethal, that doesn't scream final battle main event. It, it screams no. New Jersey house show main event. Especially for, I mean, not, at, at the moment, Lethal and Steen have no have no history, have no exactly, story. Yeah, exactly. They'd have to build a lot of stuff in a very short uh, amount of time. Titus, no. I, I, just, I just can't take him seriously at this point, and he, it, at this point, he's still in the tag title tournament. There's not enough time to sort of solidify him as a, a you know, a, a threat as a singles guy yet. I mean, he's still a, in a tag team tournament, so I think you can rule off Rhett Titus. They might do it, but I wouldn't buy into it, and I wouldn't be excited for that. 
His other one was El Generico, which I think would be perfect. But yeah, I think Generico just... perfect as well. But who knows if they'll bring him back? I have a feeling they're probably. My back. my dream perfect thing is that Steen wins Glory by Honor. Generico comes out, attacks him, stands over him with the belt at the end of the pay per view, and then you have the match at Final Battle. Yeah, <laughs> I think everyone but, would like to see that. But yeah, I mean, surely they can work out just two deals. I mean, they're giving title shots to like Eddie Kingston, who not under contract, he works for Shikara. Why can't they just, you know, get Generico for two appearances, or maybe, you know, that attack at Glory Banner, the TV taping in November, and then appear at Final Battle. That's three days you've got booking for, and you've got everyone would be excited for that and it and it that screams final battle because of all the history that they've had at final battle and you know final battle is steen's event and i don't know who would win i mean if he's not under contract he will generica will lose but it'd still be a fantastic match and i think it's the only match that's fitting really a final battle yeah i definitely agree i you know i think i've got a feeling they might try and build titles up for it but Ugh. Yeah, Unless I they do my Davy idea. You heard it here first if yeah, they do yeah. that. Um, he also said, also, what do you think of this year's field for Survival of the Fittest? Um, since we've already sort of discussed that, haven't we? Well, we've said of the 12 guys, uh, I mean, I don't know who's going to win at this point. No, I don't, no, I've not really thought much about it, really. Um, oh, yeah, I would have I'd, said, said Davy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, if Dave even gets added. Unless Rectitus takes that last spot and he could win. Hmm. I mean, it all yeah, depends on the last guy is. I mean, if it's Davy or Rhett, it could be him. It could be Cole. It could be O'Reilly. I'm not 100% sure at this point. Yeah. Uh, next one, DX versus NWO 1994 says, If he is kept on after Death Before Dishonor, how far do you see ACH going in the company? Do you think he will stay at a TJ Perkins level or rise to where Cole and O'Reilly are currently? Well, TJ Perkins' level is non-existent because he's not even on TV. <laughs> and then again, he appeared at the last one, so who knows. But, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen him wrestle, so I have no idea if he's any good. No, I, I, no, I, I suppose it depends where he's from. If he's based in in the East, then he's probably got a good chance of, of staying on and being okay. But, um, yeah, I've not, I've not seen him either, so I've heard good stuff about him. So, uh, we'll see how he gets on and I'll say if he's... I suppose it depends where he's based as well, to be honest. Um, That's true. Next one is... Uh, I would also like to get your thoughts on Team Sleaze, a.k.a. Joe, Joey Ryan slash Davey Richards slash Kyle O'Reilly from PWG Battle of Los Angeles this past weekend. I didn't know that was their routine. To be honest. I saw a photo of Davey Richards wearing like a, a pink jacket, pink trunks and like a pink bow or something. <laughs> and they would call themselves Team Sleaze. I have no idea what happened. I didn't. I wasn't there. I'm sure Joe Ryan is in a is like that's his catchphrase, isn't it? Like you can't can't Legal, legalize Sleaze. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm sure he's in. Um, he's in a tag team in. Is it is it Johnny? Is it Johnny Good Time? I think his name is in um, NWA Hollywood. I wish John Ardez was here because they would actually know what what the hell is going on in PWG and stuff. And perhaps Des was probably even there, actually. Yeah, I think he was. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Joe Ron has been in the ring run before and done bits. Um, again, he's another guy I wouldn't mind seeing a bit more. Oh, he's um, too, yeah, I think. 
Yeah, um, but he's still doing indie dates, isn't he? So maybe if he's not, you know, if he's not signed, maybe they can bring him in for a few. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what this team sleeves thing was. It sounds funny. He looked funny from the picture. I, I don't. Find know. That maybe there'll be like a YouTube teaser of it, of the pay per view or sorry, the show maybe online eventually. Yeah. We'll um, I think that's all the questions we've had this week. We've had quite a few of them. Thanks that was for, a lot. Thank you for sending yeah. them in. You added some bulk to the show once again with not much news to talk about. Although we did rant for long. This could be a really long podcast considering it's just two people. Yeah, I think we've. we've I think John sort of uh, curbs our rants a bit when he's here. But mm. no he never called in, though, did he? Hopefully he doesn't call in now and that 20 minutes to the end. Yeah, we'll just ignore him. It's okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that... That's the end of the show. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, be sure to leave any feedback on the show or any questions online on the forum or Twitter. And uh, yeah, we, we hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you to Stephen for joining me. Thank you. Tune in next week when we'll be previewing Death Before Dishonor X10. We'll also have results from uh, Caged Hostility and uh, plenty of other news to discuss. So yeah, be sure to tune in next week for episode 53. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show.